I am so excited to be teaming up with Pandora to bring you these special episodes of Rain to celebrate our inspirational female sporting stars. Pandora are the official national jewelry sponsor of UEFA Women's Euro 2022. With games across nine UK cities, this is a sporting moment for everybody. One that's a celebration of inclusion, diversity, and female empowerment, something both Rain and Pandora are all about. The UEFA Women's Euros are set to be the biggest women's European sporting event in history and will create half a million new football opportunities for women and girls by 2024. That is real change we should all be cheering for. Together, Pandora and Rain want to encourage women and young girls everywhere to follow your dreams and reach your goals. Not just during this epic summer of sport, but always be on the court, on the pitch, or in your career. So babes, let's come together to be fearless and create our own story, just like our inspirational athletes. And with Pandora, there's always a piece of jewelry you can create or customize to help tell that story. Just head to pandora.net or your nearest store. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. I'm so glad you're here, babes. If you know anything about me, you'll know that I am absolutely obsessed with women's sport and there's so much of it to look forward to this summer. So I wanted to dedicate a few special episodes of the podcast this summer to some of our most inspirational athletes. This podcast is all about opening up, having big conversations, celebrating wins and taking the losses as lessons to make it rain over our own lives. I always find things in these conversations to think about in my own life and I really hope you will too. So, welcome to rain. On your marks, get set, go because you're going to have to run very fast to keep up with our guest today. It's Dina Asher-Smith. Not only is Dina the reigning world champion in the 200 meters, she's the fastest British woman ever who currently holds the British records in the 100 meters, 200 meters, and the four times 100 meters relay, and as well as her gold medal at the 2019 World Championships. She's also won four other World Championship medals and two bronze medals at the Olympic Games. This girl knows her way around the podium. I chat to Dina, she gears up to defend her World Championship title and head off to the Commonwealth Games. Plus, Dina talks about the work that needs to be done to create true equality in sport and why it's important to talk about periods and sporting performance, and it's about time too. I'm so inspired by Dina's incredible mindset, and I hope you will be too. Crowns at the ready, let's rain. Well, hello babe, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good, babe. I mean, I am beyond excited to talk to you because I just think you are the most incredible role model. Like, I look at you and I'm like, I'm going to get down that gym. I'm going to achieve those goals. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get at them. I'm going to be really damn fast. I mean, obviously... Like, it's so amazing. You're such an amazing ambassador for being so determined. How do, how do you think you've become such oh, a determined you. person? How What's shaped you in the determined person you are? Um, I would say thank you for all those compliments. <laughs> and I think... Um, and I was like, thank you for the long list of compliments, first of all. But, um, yeah, honestly, I think for me, um, I'm just... Ironically, I think I think for me, one of the keys to being determined is just always wanting to get better. 
Mm. And that sounds quite boring and underwhelming, but but when you just always kind of want to improve and you just, I just always want to see what I can achieve in this life. And at the moment for me, my main focus is obviously track. And it's like, how fast can I run? How many press-ups can I do? And And I just take things step by step. And I think that that, culminates in looking like amazing determination and and all these things don't get me wrong I am determined but I think it's rooted in just wanting to just be better the best version of myself like every day which just mm. sounds super cliche and almost super live laugh live, what is it live laugh live love laugh no I'm not one of those ladies <laughs> but I apologize for oh that super cliche <laughs> thing but um yeah, I just want to be the best that I can be. And, and and if you keep kind of pushing at that suddenly and you just keep consistently going at that, you just figure out that over, over a long period of time, suddenly you're incredibly good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's kind of just one of those like cycles that, that I'm fortunate to be driven in that way. And that results in being very determined. Yeah. Mm. I'm also glad we cleared up your, <laughs> you're not the kind of gal to have um, embroidered pillows around the house saying live, laugh, love, etc, etc. Oh, no. <laughs> no, sorry, no offence to those people, I'm not trying to offend, but no, I'm not a live, laugh, love girl, absolutely not, sorry. Um, if you are, honestly, best of luck. Um, yeah, embrace and, and it. Should, yeah. <laughs> I'm not being rude, but that's not me. <laughs> that's you I apologize as well nothing against you either (laughs) well let's take it back to the beginning for you because I when I was reading about you one of the things that I really loved is as a teenager back in 2012 you were a bag carrying volunteer at the London Olympics right like and then you then Mm, the next year you then joined team gb senior team and then, senior team yeah and then you won just little casual little medal babes at the world championships the bronze in the four by 100 yeah. relay like what was it about you in that moment when you were watching the 2012 olympic games that you were like i'm this is it for me i'm going for this i want someone to carry my bags i'm not going to be the bag carrier like what <laughs> Because that is such a small ta- that's such a small time frame um, of a turnaround. Like, what was it for you that really pushed is. you forward from that moment? Um, I was already a junior international at the time of 2012, so um, a bit like I was already on the path to being an elite athlete. But I think at that time, particularly like track and field, it's so competitive. Like the only like the 0.1 percent of people who run make it to the Olympics, make it to being a professional, make it their job. And so I was always very aware that I love this and I'm good at it. But sometimes being good in this sport still isn't quite good enough. So I had like all my options open at that point. And I remember I went to 2012 and my mind was blown and it was absolutely amazing. I got to be trackside on Super Saturday, which was when Mo, Jess and Greg won their goals. Mm. And what stuck with me was the fact that the crowd, some people in the, I was looking at the crowd, I've never heard anything like it. And I honestly will probably never hear anything like it again. The screams in the crowd was insane. And um, I remember looking around and people in the crowd, they were crying. They were just so happy and so like taken over with all their emotions. And I just remember being like, so... Jess, Greg and Mo, by just being excellent at what they do, dedicating themselves, they've given all the people in the audience these 
and me included these unforgettable moments that's gonna mm. stick with them for the rest of their life and, and the people that went to that event they've they've made them they've really touched them they've they've made them feel something so deep and overwhelming that um they're like crying and these aren't these aren't most not most mum like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not these people's parents. They haven't been with them every step of the way. So they're not crying because they have this inside track of their ups and downs or whatever. They're just genuinely so proud and so touched. And I was like, you know what? Like what I am very fortunate to have been blessed with, like some sort of talent for like running fast in a straight line. Mm. <laughs> not useful in other avenues of life, but on a track, it's pretty handy. And, you know, can't save lives, but I can run fast. So, <laughs> but I've been blessed with it. And you know what? I should honestly just go for it and really try and just see how fast I can go. It's try and just honestly give everything I have and really dedicate myself because yeah, it, it could be great for me, change my life. I'll be really happy because I could be one of the fastest women in the world, great. But also I have the opportunity through just being good at what I do to really make other people feel something and give them a mm. moment and make them proud and just be a light somewhere along the way for them. And I think that there's not too, too many jobs in this world where you have the opportunity to do that for people. You know, I think entertainment and, and, and cultural moments, it, they you have a very interesting kind of, yeah, opportunity to just really make people feel something. And I think, honestly, 2012, that's what stood out for me. I didn't really, before that, I was running because I was good at it. And, you know, maybe one day you'd be like, you say, well, you know, <laughs> one of those things. But I think the actual impact and the potential impact of it really hit home in 2012. And that made me go, you know what? we're really going to go for this because you can just, yeah, you can give millions of people an amazing moment in their, in their lives and you really shouldn't take that lightly. Mm. I also love how you say that running in a straight line isn't useful in other scenarios, but I would love to be <laughs> a world-class championship <laughs> sprinter to get out of many awkward moments I've been in my life or just even just to like exit oh. a date ASAP. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that is a very handy Run. skill actually. <laughs> Being a hurdler might be more handy. Just hurdle out the door, jump <laughs> over a table. <laughs> when you think back to that girl who was trackside at 2012, and then you're now sitting here as a world champion athlete, like, that is just incredible. Like, what I find so fascinating about athletes is their mindset and how they get themselves into that championship mindset. Because it it must come with so much pressure and so many hurdles to literally overcome as well. What have been some sort of turning points for you in getting a positive mindset? Firstly, I love pressure. I think I get asked Mm. about pressure so often. I think people, lots, lots of people come at it from the perspective of like, oh, that's terrible. But I'm like, no, no, I really don't mind because I feel like as a sprinter in particular, you have to be really good under pressure. Like you have to, like every element of what we do is pressurized, whether that's executing in like 10 seconds <laughs> what you need to do, or it's like running like less than a few meters away from your competition and not making a mistake. It's being able to execute when there's like this whole stadium is so silent and there's like a pin drop. So I think what we do is very much surviving and thriving under pressure and you have to kind of love it. And I do kind of love that feeling and the butterfly feeling that you get when you're a bit mm. nervous. I love it. <laughs> so for me, I'm always, I'm always kind of that bit. I'm not, I don't mind too much. Like, like that bit, I think it's a, a fun part. Maybe I'm a bit strange, but it's a fun part of what I do. But in terms of hurdles with the mindsets, I think 
for me, it's been being successful when all of the odds are stacked against you or just mm. certain things say you're going to lose today or this shouldn't go well. And then it has, because I'm in my nature, I'm a very organized person. Like, I'm one of those people that will turn over every stone to make sure that I'm successful and I'm good. Like I do, I'm a list person, very organized, tick off every box, blah, blah, blah. And when you're younger, you can get to the point where it's like, if I don't have everything ticked, I can't do this or I can't do that, which I think is really limiting. But sometimes I've gone into races. So for example, there was a year when I broke my foot in like February and then we had a world championships in like the Ju July and you've really, it should have been like a year, two years recovery. And loads of people said, there's absolutely no way you're going to be able to run this year. But I was like, no, I want to at least try. So I tried, I rehabbed, it was very difficult, but we made it, we went to the world championships and I actually performed the best that I ever performed. I bet performed better than I did in the, in the Rio Olympics, which I was entirely frustrated about, but anyway, um, <laughs> um, I managed to come forth and then we came away with a world silver. So, um, I think after, after that and kind of being successful in situations when on paper, you probably mm. shouldn't have, or it would have made sense for it to not go well. Um, it's made me turn around and just go, you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what it might, what the odds might say. It doesn't matter what logic might say. Sometimes you just need to believe in yourself and go for it because, because you can really just write your own story and you'll be fine. And mm. coming from somebody who is very much a um, by the book person, being able to transition into a more, into a mentality of just genuinely believing and just going for it, I think is very powerful because I still do everything I'm meant to do. But I also know that if not every box is ticked, you're still going to be okay because you're you're really good <laughs> and you're great. Mm. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And I think having that self-confidence and self-assuredness, it, it is really, um, it's essential. And I'm really grateful that I was, in a weird way, went through mm. that stuff to be able to come out much stronger mentally. <laughs> and I think what's so interesting about that is that I think for athletes, the idea of success and failure is so finite because it's like you either get that gold medal, you get mm -hmm. that world championship title, or you don't. There's there's no you in don't. between. Like you can <laughs> you can place maybe fifth, nope. but that's not what you're there for, and that's not what you're training yourself for. Exactly. So it must be so hard to be constantly living on this tightrope between success and failure. And I guess does that bring a lot of challenges to your own mental? health as well personally for me i think success is always relative like yeah mm. i think i'm very grateful for my coach as well he's always been very careful to make sure my expectations are realistic so like if i was like half a second behind the fastest person in the world going into the race and don't get me wrong something happens you can always win you never know what's going to happen but like if somebody's half a second faster than me which is like i don't know 20 meters ahead of me or 10 meters ahead of me in a race he's not going to tell me like go on like you're going to win by 15 meters he's like yeah. today i want you to do this 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 he won't tell me i can't win but he's also not going to lie to me <laughs> mm. and then that's when i feel like when people sometimes have unrealistic expectations i think that's when your mental health can suffer because suddenly you'll be telling yourself quite i mean you should always have confidence in yourself but sometimes you do need to be realistic and be grateful for where you are and gradually work your way up 
because that in the long run is far better for your self-esteem because if you keep telling yourself i'm going to break usain bolt's world record when you are five seconds off it you're going to get upset every time you don't Mm. break usain bolt's world record and then your mental health will suffer when really you might be doing really well for where you are and gradually focus on working your way up which as a byproduct of being in a better mental place ironically you'll end up running faster in the long run so I've just been very fortunate to have somebody who's always been been realistic and and, and told me um, to kind of focus on my own goals, focus on my own path, don't be too comparative and, and honestly just be in the best mental space possible in that moment when, when you stand on the line because, yeah, if you're happy and you believe in yourself and you're mentally strong, you can go and achieve things that are beyond what you even mm. believe for yourself, but you have to get to that place. And by getting to the, um, to get to that place, I find that, that you have to be rational and take things step by step. Mm. That's well, that's me anyway. That's the person I am. <laughs> I love that. What do you do behind the scenes to look after that mental state? Well, I've got a psychologist. I literally just came off my psychologist call at like 10, 12, and now I'm with you at 10, 15. So <laughs> I've got a psychologist which helps a lot. And also I just try and remember, I think for me it's gratitude. Mm. And all as, as we talked earlier about 2012, and also I'm just very grateful for what I've achieved already. I make sure things are manageable. I look to make small incremental improvements. I don't think about the bigger picture too much because sometimes that can freak you out. Um, And I just take it step by step and try and just have fun along the way because everybody is different. But I know that I'm I'm fairly motivated. I really don't drop in motivation like ever, which is really awkward when people say, how do you stay motivated? I'm like, oh, I'm just one of those people that always wants to be the best. I'm really sorry. Like, I don't know what to say. can't relate but, but I feel really awkward people are like surely you must wake up and not want to get it I'm like no I wake up and I just don't think about it I just go and do what I have to do I don't really I just sorry but um I am fairly self-motivated and for me it's just making sure that you're having fun and enjoying it and mm. you've got when you turn up to a race you're seeing your friends that you haven't seen and you're celebrating if you don't have a good day having a laugh moving on Tokyo was not great for all of us not not all of us but a lot of us oops (laughs) not oops but like ah COVID loads of us were injured loads of us were hurt some of my friends privately had the Rona and then had to like didn't compete but missed loads of training was negative and then ah you know like things just don't always go according to Mm. plan it's just being grateful the fact that I get to do what I love every day and Mm. trying really hard and that's it, really. Mm. I think I'm, I'm definitely a sunny side of life person, I think. <laughs> Babe, same, same. I just sometimes think that, like, it's the best yeah. option. Like, just choose that sunny side of life. Walk towards that sunny yeah. horizon. It must be so amazing working with a sports psychologist because it must teach you so many transferable lessons as well. What's a very tangible lesson you've learned from working with them? Oh, so much. Um, Oh my gosh, so much. Even sports psychologists, but also in sports. I still, I always say young women and young men should get into sports, mainly Mm. because it teaches you so, so much about life. Like one of the mottos, this isn't from the sports psych, but I guess I picked it up. This is one of the things that we say in track all the time, which is control the controllables, which is mainly like you. if it's a windy day or it's flooded with rain or the track is a bit, not a very good track, 
or something. You can't stress about it. Why? Because I don't. I can't control the rain. I can't control the wind. I'm not God. Just run. Deal with what you got and move on. But I think that's a beautiful thing with life as well. That there's no point stressing about what you cannot control. It's just mm. you've got to really do the best with the situation that like has been handed to you. And that's one of the things that you learn super early when you're like 11, like honestly, control the controllables. If you can't change it, it's not your business. Just get on, just get on, smile. Time might not be shiny, but you live to fight another day, there'll be sunshine another day. And I think that's a beautiful thing for life as well. Cause I just don't, I don't stress as much, you know, like mm. there's no point, you know, I control the controllables. And I guess specifically from my sports psych, I think I probably learned lots of stuff about trusting your gut mm. and trusting your instincts and and sometimes your your instincts are right <laughs> sometimes your gut is right and you can't always explain it sometimes it might not make sense at the time but if your gut is telling you no the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> it's not oh being silly no sometimes your gut knows before your brain does that something's not right so um probably trusting that mm. from my sports like specifically i guess that also falls into trusting your inner voice right and knowing that you should mm -hmm. always exercise what's going on internally and let it out and release your inner voice and make sure your voice is heard as well right what have been some sort of turning points for you in using and feeling empowered to use your voice um, I think I find it, I think this is something I'm still working on. So if mm. my psych was to listen to this, she would laugh. But I think it, <laughs> I find it easier to stand up for other people mm. than I do myself. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's good or bad, probably more bad because you do also need to stand up for yourself. But I, um, I'm one of those people that will get more incensed about something or an injustice that's happening to other people. Then when it happens to me, I'm like, oh, wow that wasn't nice <laughs> so I, I i guess like a turning point is when I'm, I'm starting to stand up for myself more and if something if i don't like something or if i'm not happy with something the answer is um not in a rude way but it's like no that doesn't work for me i need x y and z and i think particularly as a woman in sport particularly in like a very masculine environment it's still some people do still um call women that stand up for themselves like divas and like mm. you know um and they're still very much maligned and, and when a man asks for the same thing it's like oh yes okay but if a woman says that doesn't work for me can i have this people are oh no you're fussy so i think um those are still hurdles that that when you're younger you don't particularly particularly as sometimes a, like a girl sometimes and when there's politics around and there's people you have to keep happy or whatever mm. upsetting the apple cart does seem scary but i've learned that sometimes that at the end of the day, this is your career and you're the only one that when you're 70, 80, you want to look back and say that I'm really proud of what I did um, and achieved and was able to achieve. And you don't want to look back and go, if it wasn't for this, if I'd stood up for myself here, mm. if I'd asked for what I needed, then maybe I should have want this. Like, I don't want to be a maybe, should have, would have, could have person. I want to be somebody that did. And I think that, um, yeah standing up for yourself asking what you need and very much using your voice particularly in an environment that can be hostile <laughs> to women <laughs> mm. um, um really standing up for themselves and saying what they need i think that's very powerful and i would very much encourage all women in a professional sphere to keep using your voice and standing up yeah to people mm. and against people that that seek to 
yeah, somewhat sexistly deny you what you'd like or need. These special episodes of Rain celebrating our inspirational female sporting stars are brought to you in collaboration with Pandora, who are the official national jewelry sponsor of the UEFA Women's Euro 2022. This summer of sport is all about encouraging women and girls everywhere to feel empowered and motivated to be the person they want to be. Just like these inspirational female athletes you're hearing from in these episodes, you can achieve anything. Whether it's in sport, your career, or any of your life goals, get out there, be fearless, and write your own story. Rain and Pandora are both about lifting up the inspirational people in our lives too. The UEFA Women's Euros are set to be the biggest women's European sporting event in history. So let's back our incredible athletes and make this not only a game-changing summer, but a legacy for women's sport that lasts forever. What I think is so powerful about what you've done away from the track as well, which feeds so amazingly into this, is how open you've actually been about periods and how it relates to sports performance. And I think that's such an incredible thing to do because I always remember when Heather Watson was at Wimbledon and she mentioned it, that it affected her performance and there was this all these debates about it all of a sudden, like, should you say this? Is it allowed? Should you be able to say this? How can you say that this is affecting your performance? It's like oh my God, like, listen to the person who's actually speaking here. And it must have been so empowering for you to be open and honest about that in particular. Yeah, and I think there's something I definitely am going to and will continue to to um, speak up against and do work with and for because it is essential. Like, if you round the back when you speak to girls, if they have, like, if you've got, like, this amazing athlete that's amazingly consistent and they just have one wild day... I mean, obviously it could be loads of things, but then you chat to them and some people go, yeah, my period just did a number on me. And mm. it's really frustrating because obviously everything's relative for different women. You don't know you don't know how it's going to affect me. It could affect somebody else differently or whatever. But also it can really put a sledgehammer through your body if you catch it on the wrong day. And it is entirely does affect your performance. And it's so fundamental. You can even like get injured. Loads of people I know, they've been, well, including myself, like you are far more likely to get injured when you're on your period than not just because of all the body changes. And it's mm. incredibly frustrating. And and 52% of the population goes through it. So why is it a taboo? Like we really should be talking about it. And, and quite rightly, there should be more sports research into it because if you're claimed to be an equal sport or you're a doctor or a physio that works with women and men you should understand something that fundamentally affects and detracts their performance because like we i definitely know that if men went through something that changed their makeup of like made your tendons more floppy changed the way that your back was made you lose sleep vomit sometimes people be in mm. so much pain we would absolutely have a billion and one strategies around it especially when it 1000% because it would be seen as very much normal, which periods are anyway. And it would be seen as something that you very much have to manage and mitigate to perform well. But um, in sports still, it's one of those, still one of those hush hush things at the at the higher levels. Most people in their teams, including mine, they're great. You talk about it very openly and everybody, we will manage and have strategies. So it does work. But um, I still think we should open up the conversation because again, even when it comes to young girls and when people start their period, loads of people who aren't in elite sport, some people think they just don't exercise in their period because they're just like, 
No, there's, there's so little information around it, particularly when it comes to sports and exercise. Mm. I think that is, sorry, now you can't be on a soapbox. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really, really important topic to talk about. But um, yeah. I think the fact that it's not yeah. almost seen as acceptable in society to talk about periods and also particularly in in reference to sport just shows how much further we still need to come in terms of gender parity in sport right because oh so far so far yeah we've got a long way to go it's certainly better it's far mm. better than it was it's there's been loads and loads of improvements but we are not there yet no mm. way <laughs> what kind of hurdles do you think are still in the way of that particularly when you look back to um, your own career and your own position now? I think very much it's seeing... Um, I think fundamentally it's, it's, it's that it's seeing women as fundamentally... should be treated equally but still different. So we're not... It's one of those things where we are obviously entirely equal, but we are like physiologically kind of different mm. to men so when it comes to stuff like periods and and stuff like that we need to, we might need research in areas that don't affect men yes <laughs> and also even when it comes to marketing and yeah when it comes to marketing and sponsorship there might be markets that we fit into that maybe sportsmen don't and and those markets shouldn't be ignored because people might want to follow the traditional male model they should be embraced because women can affect affect society in different ways sportswomen can affect society in different ways there are different conversations that can be had and so i think that it would be great if we were just seen as women in our entirety and not little men if that makes sense not, mm. not little men just carbon copies of men like we can't take the template that you use for men and just apply it to women it doesn't work and also um but sportswomen seen as as an element of womanhood as well and, and just treated and seen for exactly what we are with all the ups the downs the personalities the the and not having to be uber polite all the time if that's not you and and you know quiet or expected to be meek and just yes yes you know like we should mm. be just respected and seen for who we are i think mm. that would be I think that's a very broad, broad task that I think would affect all areas, medical, physiological, commercial, everything. Mm. And I think as well, it's so amazing to have, like, I'm always so inspired by sports women because I just think there's, we've said the word hurdles about a million times, even though you're not a hurdler. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, love like, to be a hurdler. Though. Love to be a hurdler. I'd love to be a hurdler. It looks so much fun. It looks yeah, great. Yeah, every babe. day I try and let my coach go <laughs> over leaps. hurdles, and he's like, "No, no." I know it looks so fun, but I'm way too clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely fall on my face. <laughs> babe, same, same. I remember, like, I still have a very deep-rooted memory from trying to do hurdles at school and face planting it and being laughed at by everyone. So I feel like it's not for me either. So we're in a safe, non-hurdling space, clumsy space here. <laughs> But I think what's so amazing about sportswomen is, is that it's so amazing for our society, particularly today, to have such amazing, healthy role models, strong body image. And I think that that is still something that we're still so lacking in so many parts of our world and our lives. What do you think being an athlete has taught you about the power of your body? Oh, so much. I would always emphasize that again, I think loads of young women and stuff should get into sport early because I 
from a young age, because I've been, I've been active all my life. I've been doing track since I was eight years old. So when I think about my body and the first thing that thinks about my body is I don't think about what it looks like first. Mm. I think about what can I do? How fast can I run? How many press-ups can I do? What weights can I lift? Or even like, how can I get stronger? And how it looks and the product of looking like that is entirely secondary, third, fourth, fifth, way down my priority. And because I've been in a sporting environment for so long and sportswomen tend to think like that, um, until I hit about 13, 14, 15, I started to realize that people that weren't in sport, lots of them valued their body's worth on what it looked like. And mm. that didn't make sense to me for so long. I was like, look, your body does so many things. Like for me, it can make me run really fast. You can do marathons. You can play netball really well, football. You could header it into the goal. I don't know. I mean, clearly I can't do that. But, um, <laughs> you know, for me, I could be setting personal best. I could be making myself proud using my body and what it looks like in that process, honestly, in my business that like, I really don't care like my skin could be turning green I really don't care like if I'm running fast I'm happy and I think I didn't realize that that was a very unique mentality until I started talking to other women that weren't in sport or mm. interacting more with the fashion world and 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 I was like wow that is very unique and I really do think that sportswomen have that perspective to offer but also having we obviously we all know we need a wide variety of, of, of role models, whether that's, um, well, body positivity role models, whether that's plus size, petite, short, tall, from different races, ethnicities, with disabilities, without disabilities, you know, um, vertiligo, everybody, that like, people should just be felt and seen because mm. being a human is so broad and we should really represent that. But also being a strong and muscular woman is important as well. And, and I, we have to be very careful because as a sportswoman who tends to fit into like the jet, like on, if you're going to put me on one side, it would be in the boring, we do get represented because I am thin or whatever. Um, you've got to be careful not to hijack the body positivity movement because there are definitely different figures that need far more mm. like positive, like reinforcement than, than like me. <laughs> but at the same time, like when you're younger, I know that there's a big feel of, fear of being muscular I don't that's mm. not something that I particularly grappled with because I've always been very self-motivated but I know that when I was younger loads of my friends they would stop doing press-ups at a certain number because they didn't want to get too big at arm muscles and so they'd stunt their performance because they thought that having arm muscle was, wasn't womanly and that's because we were very much growing up in the age where people were still very rude about Serena and particularly as a black woman and people would very much um align being muscular and strong with with masculinity and as a young woman like an impressionable teenager growing up you really that is a really something to grapple with and and, and mm. that's very difficult I think to to when you're when you're a young woman to particularly just go not everybody is built I always say not everybody's a pioneer. So not every but every child comes out saying I don't care what everybody says I'm gonna go for this. Like if you are thumbs up congratulations like you're great but not everybody is inbuilt mm. with that confidence so if society is frowning at something people stop and you tend to see that and that's why i was so fortunate to do shoot a very powerful strong editorial with vogue last year because um it's really important that muscles are part of the body's positivity conversation not trying to hide hijack it at all not at all mm. <laughs> trying to hijack it because as i said before other things that need to be talked about far more than that but muscles need to be part of what it means to be a woman as well because um 
yeah yeah it, it needs to be part of the conversation because there are mm. loads of insecurities around that as well particularly when people are younger and it needs to, you need to show that there's again there's no right or wrong way to be a woman but being muscular is definitely like a good part of that conversation <laughs> mm. oh my god 100 percent. i just think you're amazing like honestly full of so much oh, wisdom you're so sweet. thank you <laughs> and like it's so important that I, I just think it just goes back to how sexist our society still is that we're still trying to put women into a certain box to make them almost seem that they're digestible in a sense. Like It's like even being a boy who's mm. who people would say is effeminate, like I've always struggled with body image because I'm like slimmer and I can't really put on muscles and then people are a bit like, and then I get judged in an opposite way. And I think we just got to stop putting people, their bodies... Um, their gender, their sexuality, all these things, just stop putting them in these boxes all the time. 100%. I just think, look, if you're here and you're living your life and you like something, whether that's gender, sexuality, you want to look like something, you want to be something else, you want to fall in love with this, that and the other and you look like this and you look like that, there's no wrong way to be. Why? Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, you being you on this planet, just the way that you are is right because... If, if it was wrong, it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't exist because nature and everything is very complex. If it wasn't meant to happen, natural selection, if you're here, you're breathing, you're thriving, then you are exactly where you're meant to be and you're fine. Like if that makes exact sense, I just, I disagree with the idea that there's a wrong way of being or, uh, or even, okay, I don't even know if I should say this, but it frustrated me last week. I saw in the news, like, somebody said a quote where, like, there was, like, talk about, like, illegal people. I was like, how are people illegal? Mm. Like, there's no, there's no, people cannot be illegal. That, that, mm. that doesn't exist. Like, we're people on, on this planet. Like, if you're here, just, there's no wrong way to be. And if, if, look, if you came out and this is your personality and this is who you want to be and say your body doesn't want to put on muscles or your body does want to put on muscles, then, hey, that's you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we don't have to abide by all these rules that we've put in place for ourselves. Just go and live your life. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel. So I feel very strongly about that, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it frustrates me because mm. it's just, it's so much anxiety and stress over something that's, uh, that's completely imposed by people that truly don't get it either. Like, mm. you know, just if you're here, enjoy your life. Mm. (laughs) and don't get so hit up on the rules right like live your life in your own lane run your own race oh god look at all these sport analogies i'm literally popping in here run your own race honestly (laughs) run your own race and other people if they're looking at other people judging some things aren't just your this is not your business Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you're looking at other people and you're thinking something bad just stop that thought because honestly it's not your business as you get look and track it's like look focus on your lane run your own race if it's not in your lane it's not your business if it's not about your life it's not you it's not your business <laughs> somebody that. else's body they can do whatever they want to do with it <laughs> that's another sports analogy as well yeah transferable psychological skill yeah mind watch your lane just focus on your lane doesn't matter what's happening around you doesn't matter if somebody wants to go and break the world record somebody falls over or whatever run your own race and it's the same thing with life mind your own business (laughs) oh my god i mean unless you know somebody's being hurt then you help them yeah but yeah (laughs) yeah i love it well i've loved racing through this podcast with you today dina i've been so inspired by so many of the things you've said but 
At the end of every episode, we always ask one final question, and that always is, in the reign of your life, okay. what is the one rule you will always live by? Oh, enjoyment. Have fun. Enjoy it. Smile. Life is too short to be grumpy. Like, <laughs> I know that's very easy to say. Not maligning people, because obviously some people, like, okay, that came out wrong, as you gain to know me. <laughs> Verbal diarrhea. <laughs> but no, enjoyment, go for it. And if you can, like life is so varied and sometimes you never know, even with this pandemic, like flick of a switch, we're all inside our houses for two years. Mm. So honestly, live every day like it's your last. Doesn't mean be irresponsible, but live every day like it's your last. Last, Do good things, bring light and love and positivity. Oh my God, I'm almost a live, laugh, love girl. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> Sorry. You literally just <laughs> maybe I am. You just oh, walked no, into I that am. person. I just walked into that. Maybe I am. Well, maybe look, live, laugh, love, baby. No, I'm <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, no. In a less cliche way, honestly, just just live your life and just try and just do a good thing every day. Make somebody smile. Be kind. You know, and just try and and just roll with the punches. Some days are great. Some days are not great. But keep it pushing keep it moving because tomorrow is always a new day that's what i would say and that is not live laugh love live laugh live love whatever it is but it's close enough <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing maybe i am that girl maybe I, am. I love how you've come out as basically a live laugh love girl in this podcast babe like love it yeah no, probably even stronger one stronger because i just did a whole monologue about it oh my gosh maybe i am you know what it is what it is at this point maybe i should just get the pillow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well if you don't get the pillow i'm gonna send you on <laughs> so babe honestly thank you so much for joining me it's been so amazing and you're amazing and just keep spreading all that positivity and sunshine you spread because we all need it thank you yeah hopefully we've got a lot more to come during the summer exciting but thank you very much it's been a joy it's been a lovely chat and yeah thank you very much for having me thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of rain i really hope you found something to take away from this episode whether you're inspired to go for a run join a football team or get involved with supporting our inspirational athletes let me know if you have i'm on socials at josh smith host and i always love hearing from you and what you've been up to this summer and if you've enjoyed this episode please like rate subscribe or follow and more importantly please share this with someone you think should hear it and get those combos going And I'll see you next time.